When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Let's head down south to Christchurch and talk to Mikey. G'day, Mikey. G'day, Staffy. Oh, I was only two points off that, those um, league picks yesterday. Oh. <laughs> two, two points too many, though, isn't it? Yeah, so it is. That, that's, that is what it is. Good on those fellas for getting it right. Um, my uh, sporting scandal, in the 90s, I was peak one-day fandom back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, just loved it. Loved the one-dayers. And I had great respect and admiration for the... South African cricket team. And uh, when the Hansi Cronje incident happened with the betting scandal, I, I was so disappointed. I just couldn't believe that these guys who I believe were getting paid anyway, um, that he went down that road. Mm. Um, incredibly. And then, you know, sad as well at the end that he died in that plane crash in the 2000s. But, um, yeah, it, it, in some ways a good thing that it just broke open the whole betting scandals with the with the um those these those uh billions of I guess a lot of people like to bet over in India and mm. uh broke it wide open didn't it yeah the thing about the Hansi Kronje one was everyone was just amazed because he was held in the same regard that someone like Sia Khaleesi is held in at the moment captain yeah. of the national rugby and that was that was the the ilk that he was held in and it came out that he was behind it it was it was disbelief you're right Mikey yeah, I mean, the respect he had from fellow players, um, opposition players, um, other captains um, that he played against, yeah, that that was that was a stunner. And, and you know, I was in my, oh God, what would I be in, my 20s at the time, and I was just, it was like the first sort of scandal for me that I'd ever come across mm. um, like that, from someone that you, you hope, I guess you put up on a pedestal. Mm. Um, but uh, anywho, that's my one. Uh, go Canterbury this weekend. Up Thanks, the Canterbury, Danny. boys. Good on you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Good Canterbury fan. I love it when they just, just don't say goodbye. They say up Canterbury. I don't mind that. You can say that at the end of every call, whoever calls today. 0800 150 811. Let's chat to Dave. G'day, Dave. Hawks Bay. Um, Hey, look, uh, I'm pretty sure I heard the end of that guy because I was talking to Kez. But uh, Gupta and Hansi Kronje, I've I've never bet on cricket since, apart from the uh, Aussie women's cricket team because they just don't lose. But, uh, yeah, that was a shocker. Um, The game we we don't mention, that was a bit of a scandal. (laughs) And um, (laughs) Susie. Susie, oh, that was a shocker. You know, it's never actually been proven. No one really knows who Susie is. You know, it usually happens after someone passes away or someone writes a book. We'll never, you know, really, really know. And another one that was, that was Flojo. 
you know. She oh, died yeah. so early and she was so fast, you know. Like, um, it's, it was a while there. She was just, she was the, the female version of Usain Bolt at the time. You know, she just didn't lose and uh, had the long fingernails and all the jewellery and all, all the bling. But um, I think she died that in her 30s or something. Yeah, she, 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 she died before she tested positive and all that sort of stuff. So I think some of her yeah. records still stand, dubiously. Yeah, don't they usually keep the samples and then test them when better science comes along? Yeah, they do, but I just think because, because she'd passed away, I, I think they had a bit of a dilemma. That Do they ban her yeah. po- posthumously? Yeah, posthum- posthumously? Or posthumously, <laughs> whatever that word is, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever it is. <laughs> hey, uh, one other thing, Steffi, uh, with the vault. Yep. Am I allowed to ring in again? You can that, you uh, can roll the dice and see how you go. Yep, because what yeah, Captain K yeah. does, Kez in the booth, um, we we get a lot of calls, and uh, I'm not sure how he picks them, but yesterday there was about seven calls. Uh, he sometimes asks me yeah. for a number, and I say call a five, and uh, that's who gets through. So by all means, have another go. You've been you've been sleeping okay. on it all night, haven't you? I've been thinking and thinking <laughs> and thinking, and about how you architect the questions. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a key thing. I've been giving it some thought. Yeah. Okay, cheers, Steffi. Good yep, on you, buddy. Thank you. See you, mate. Cheers. There's Dave. Yeah, he Dave had a go yesterday. Ten questions and a guess, which was wrong, so we jackpot it today, the vault. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Christchurch. G'day, Jeff. G'day, mate. <clears throat> Sorry. How you going? You can hear me all right? I've got you good as gold. Good on you. Um, my one, my, I don't know it was mentioned just before. My one's Hansi Kronje. Mm. You know, I saw a doco a few a few years ago, actually, where, where there was about three or four of the, the worst scandals in cricket. And Hansi Kronje was just such a a sad case. You know, he was he was revered in South Africa. He'd done a lot of charity work. He had a lovely family. He had everything going for him. Never dreamed that he would get involved with this sort of stuff. He, he just didn't but seem the sort thing, of character that would do it, did he? No, he he, he just came across such as a, the, the loveliest guy. And and the, the South African people, honestly, outside of Mandela, they just they just worshipped him. And he did so much charity work and all that, as I said. But, you know, he did get involved. He did? It did happen to, to a pretty large degree. Yeah. The most... The saddest part of the whole doco was when he got caught was his self-esteem and the realisation that he let down a nation. Mm. And he was just lying on the floor crying. Mm. He's a grown man, a phenomenal cricketer. It took that to, to make him realise what he'd actually done and how many people he'd let down. And it, and it was just... It was crooked, of course, and he made a lot of money. But, you know, I, I just uh, I thought, mate, this, this was not worth it. He was just distraught. He was just, it wasn't it getting caught. He was almost relieved to get caught, and he just didn't realise the magnitude of it. Yeah. It's yeah. one that stands out for me. And, uh, and I still love my cricket. And... Um, you know, I forgave the guy personally when it was all over. 
unfortunately, a, a plane trip took care of the whole bloody thing. So yeah, that was. But he was he was an, an incredible person, just a good example of yeah the old do rain me can uh, you know continue life. Yep, cheers, can. mate. Cheers, Enjoy buddy. Good on you, Jeff from Christchurch. There's a. Uh, a documentary on Netflix for people that have got Netflix. It's under the Bad Sport, which was a series that came out last year. Six episodes, and one of the episodes is on Hansi Kronje. Um, it's called Fallen Idol, actually. Fallen Idol. Uh, so I found that fascinating. I'll I tell you another one. Another sporting scandal was um, the Belco scandal when – and I listened to a podcast on that not long ago, and it's it's good to I remember when it was happening, and there were some big big names like uh, Marion Jones was probably the big one, the the, the world champion sprinter long jumper, um, but then there was all of the baseballers, Barry Bonds, probably one of the leading ones, and the interviews they had with his trainers and his managers. And how he just went deny, deny, deny. And there was allegations around Sammy Sosa and Mark Maguire when they're having that home run chase. And then Jose Canseco came out and said, yep, I did. And so did him, 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 him. And down it tumbled and fell. Yeah, American sports got lots of scandals, a lot of scandals. Uh, Pete Rose, gosh, a fantastic baseballer who should be in the Hall of Fame, but they refused to let him in because he used to bet on games he was involved in. Um, all right, uh, we've got another one there. I think, oh no, Kez is still talking to him. Loves a chat, Captain K. Loves a chat. Let's talk to Joey. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. I was just talking to your producer, um, OJ Simpson. Oh, yes. You know, um, yeah, I know. I mean, driving down the freeway and, and the cop and helicopters and everything. And then, you know, I mean, whatever anyone thinks, he got off. Yeah. You know, um, no one, well, people probably know either way. I mean, he got off, but, you know, and then obviously later in life he got done for, uh, you know, he got 10 years or whatever, and it was so sad. But, I mean, a guy with that stature in the States, um, absolutely massive. Um, you know, I can, I can still see it now, the car going down the, the freeway, you know, and the cops and everything, and then, um, and you know, it was just unbelievable, mate, you know, and, and of course... The other one would have been probably the hand of God, Maradona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maradona, I mean, and, and yet, yet, at the end of the day, it is and was still loved by the Argentinians. Yes. Um, but couldn't do anything wrong, you know, into drugs, into everything. Into but everything. Still never got, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it was almost like he handballed it and scored the goal, and if the ref doesn't call it, I'm not going to admit to it. Well, exactly. But but later in life, he got into... I mean, he never got caught... You know, I mean, he was doing... Well, I've looked at from what we could see, but outside of looking in, he was doing drugs and everything, but never got done for any of that. And and just um, idolised by... Um, not Well, by the Argentinians, obviously, and, and, and everything. But, I mean, just a fantastic footballer. Unbelievable. I mean, one of the best you've ever seen. But just, I mean, the, the, the antics off the field and everything later on in life. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But, 
but still still very much loved and and and, and an icon, you know. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah, it was just amazing. Amazing. Good call, Joey. Fantastic call. Thanks for doing it. Fine. Okay, mate. Have a good day. Cheers, bud. That's Joey out of Auckland. 0800 150 11. See, that's how it rolls. That's how it rolls. Our phone lines are going to be open all day if you've just thought of one. Um, fantastic. I've, and I've got some beauts. Uh, now, Clado's listening. And Clado, I read the story about the one that you've texted in. And I wanted to tell it, but I might not be 100% accurate. It is such a cool story. So, Clado, if you can, I don't know if you're working or you're driving or, or you're on a promise. I don't know. I'd love you to call and tell that story because that is a great, great story. So we will take a break. Maybe Clado after the break, if he's brave enough to ring up and tell us that yarn, that yarn. I actually read a whole book on it, but a long time ago. 0800 150 811. Take a break and we'll come back. Ah, well, oh, Clado can't. He's driving with a dodgy signal. Yes, Hayden Hitana Water Circus. So the fine cotton one. Now, Clado, because you can't ring, and I know you're listening, you can't poo-poo me for getting the story wrong. But it was basically a horse race, Kiwi horse, uh, Kiwis involved, a horse race in Australia, and they switched horses. And they dyed the horse to the same colour of the one they were switching it from. And they put a, an amazing horse, but it ran with the form of the bad horse and they punted it and it was paying a lot and it won. And something in my mind tells me that they were caught because the dye that they used to dye the coat of the horse was seen dripping down its feet because it was sweating after the race. I think I've got that sort of right. I think if someone knows the fine cotton story <laughs> better than me, uh, I'd love to hear it. I would really, really love to hear it. Yes, the Balco one. Um, Game of Shadows is the book about the Barry Bonds and the Balco situation. I'm just trying to remember, I listened to so many podcasts. It was on a podcast I listened to, and it was about a three-part one. Is it American Scandal? That's a good podcast to listen to, folks. Oh, they have chapters, so they'll have a subject, and they'll do like five chapters per subject, and they've got about 43 subjects, and they do everything from... Enron to um, Persian Gulf scandals, but there's a few sporting ones in there. And the Belco one was one of the early ones. It was fantastic because we hear about scandals on the news and read a little bit about it in the paper. The, the beauty of podcasts is they go really deep. They pull back the onion layers and you just find out the why. And they interviewed the guy from Belco who was indignant. He was just... When he got raided, he invited the FBI in. Here's my vials. Here's my testing kits. Um, it was just a fascinating listen. Uh, some of the other ones I sort of noted down, and I think I've mentioned before Lance Armstrong and why it disappointed me so much was he was a bit of a hero of mine. Of course, he had the very famous battle with uh, testicular cancer, which moved to his lungs and potentially his brain and how he trained and just kept going and he was on his bike while he was on chemo and he was coughing up black sludge out of his lungs and he changed his mindset to say, that's the cancer leaving me. So he just kept training when he should have been in bed. And of course, I got testicular cancer as well. So he became my hero before the drug scandal came out. And he um, he he's two people to me. He's the 
he's the cheating cyclist or he was the amazing cyclist uh ultimately the cheating cyclist but he was also my cancer hero and so i've never let go of the cancer hero because without that i'm not saying i wouldn't have made it but he, he was really helpful to me through that time and so i guess that's why i was so disappointed so 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 disappointed but i did a lot of research into all of that as well when i was at the TRB, I did a lot around um, integrity in sport, um, around match fixing and, and stuff like that. But it also crossed the barriers into doping in sport because some of the work groups and workshops I went on, it, they um, overlapped each other. And some of the stuff I found out about the doping around the world was fascinating, fascinating. And the trap is everyone thinks Lance Armstrong was a drug cheat, which he was, but so were most of them. But because he won the yellow jerseys, he had the biggest fall. Um, that's not excusing him, but it was it was rife. It was just rife. You know, Floyd Landers, um, Frankie uh, Andreo, is that his name, Frankie Andreo? Yeah, it was rife, and um, he copped it harder because he had all the wins. But that's why I was more disappointed on on a personal level rather than a sporting level of him getting caught. Anyway, new sport and weather now and we'll come back. We've got Tom on the line, we've got Roy on the line, we'll join them and you after the news. Sporting scandals, things that alarmed you and surprised you. Had some absolute rippers. 0800 150 811. We go to Tom. G'day Tom. G'day Staffy. Yeah, I'm an NBA tragic and I've been a Boston Celtics uh, fan since the 80s, Larry Bird era. And um, they've had a few scandals of late. Their coach just got suspended for a year for a scandal. And um, But back in the day, there was a guy called Len Bias that oh. got signed for the Celtics. was supposed to have been better than Michael Jordan. And um, as soon as he got signed for the Celtics, went out party, drug overdose and died. Wow. Yep. Didn't know about yep, that. They, they had such big raps on this guy, Len Bias. If you have a chance to look him up um, YouTube, he was an amazing player. And, uh, yeah, Boston Celtics missed out on a, a player that could possibly be better than Larry Bird. Amazing. I'm, I'm definitely going to yep. look that. That's the stuff that rings my bells. I like that, Tom. Yep. All right. Thank have you very much. Cheers, mate. Len Bias. That'll be on my new YouTube search and then stream onto my telly tonight, I think. Len Bias. Uh, let's go to Roy. G'day, Roy. Afternoon, Staffy. How are you? Very well, sir. I'm very excited, very much enjoying today's topic. Um, scribble down three, uh, if that's all right, um, that I wouldn't mind mentioning. Uh, first one, Susie the waitress. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone's mentioned that one yet. Um, an off-field incident. Uh, I... I, it felt like one of those, well, it was obviously one of those ones that developed in the days and weeks after the sporting occasion, and then it was revealed how sick most of the team were on the day. Although, from memory, you could tell that some players were feeling unwell, you looked, looked pretty off-colour. Am I remembering that part right? You're remembering it very right, and I've actually had uh, one of the players that was in that team tell me 
but the, none of them have ever said it publicly, but they've told me that they were definitely poisoned because the the five dirty dirties that were never going to be playing poisoned went, deliberately. They reckon deliberately, or just they would it generally was food poisoning mistake or otherwise. Well, very coincidental. I mean, the, the, the yeah, scandal, yeah. scandalous Kiwis in us suggest that it would be deliberate, but it did happen. And the the fifteen that played weren't the best fifteen. It was the least sick fifteen. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, second one, and this guy was at the centre of a number of scandals, but the one I remember best uh, was because I was actually at the game. Um, I may have even said that to you on a previous call, talking about the greatest you know, events we'd ever been present at. It was Dennis Rodman. Um, amongst the many crazy things he did, he fell over at you know, um, um, the baseline or the end of the court and sort of fell into the crowd and fell near a cameraman and was agitated in the moment and struck out and kicked the cameraman in the balls. Um, and the subsequent – and we were, we were at that game. It was against Minnesota in Minnesota. Um, we'd spent, you know, half an hour in the freezing cold snow scalping tickets. Don't tell anyone. Um, and, uh, I don't know, he got suspended for 20, 20 games or something like that. But that was, you know, that was my American sport moment. Jordan played that game as well. That was why we went. But the highlight – but Jordan was – Subbed off, you know, before the end of the fourth quarter, uh, before the end of the third quarter, and they won by twenty points anyway. Um, but yeah, Rodman, Rodman stole the show by kicking the cameraman in the groin and got banned for twenty weeks or something like that. <laughs> and then the last one, the last one that I, 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 I guess one that stuck with me, and it's New Zealand, and it's uh, it was a sport that I probably loved the most growing up is cricket, and it was the dope smoking scandal in South Africa. Yes. Um, Fleming, Nash, and Hart. Um, and for me, the, the takeaway, the lesson from the whole thing was, I don't know, sometimes, although, first of all, the, the idea that, that this that would be barely even a scandal these days. What, the last election, it nearly became legal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it, was, it was shocking at the time, I remember that. And by all accounts, it was the probably the least worst thing that happened at that party uh, that they were at by some of the accounts. Do you remember um, who the whistleblower was? Uh, I, I understand it was a one uh, one fast bowler, yes. uh, but DK Morrison. That yes. has, that's that's what I understand. <laughs> that's what I understand as well. I, yes, yes. Um, but the idea that you know it seemed the worst, the lowest of the low, and these guys would never recover from this, and sure enough, out of that comes our next test captain. Yes, nice. Now, just before right. you go, I'm, I'm pleased that yep. you. You rephrased balls to groin because quite often our content manager listens to this and I'm wrapped over the knuckles for allowing such profanities onto the show. So um, we're, my, we're nice, my apologies. Nicely adjusted. <laughs> You're welcome. Cheers, Roy. Good Sorry. call. Uh, let's go to Up Hut, talk to Gary. G'day, Gary. G'day, Steph. Hey, uh, first one that comes to mind when you come up with that subject, I was the same as you, as Lance Armstrong. He definitely was that first and foremost in my mind, so I won't touch too much on him. Um, you've already gone over that. But um, the next one that comes straight to my mind was that woman shot put a Ostick off, or whatever her name was. Ostopchuk. ripped off Valerie. Yep. Yeah. Ostopchuk. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, you know, the old steroid abuse or whatever it was that she was taking and ripping off Dame Valerie from getting that chance of standing up on the podium at the Olympics with the national anthem playing. Yeah, that's that just 
sucks. <laughs> it was yeah. horrible. And it also happened to so, Nick Willis as well, didn't he? He didn't he get bronze. He, got upgraded, eh? he went from bronze silver? to silver because the gold guy yeah. got done. Which that's not maybe quite as bad because they still wouldn't have been playing the New Zealand anthem, but for Val she would have been standing on the top of that dais and New Zealand anthem playing, and I don't know about you, but that would be the proudest moment of my life. If that's oh, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not. You're yeah. not. You're not stealing the medal off the competitor. You're stealing the moment, aren't you? Because you cannot. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You cannot redress yeah. that. Mm. Good stuff. And on a slightly lighter one. Yep. Um, anytime Steve Walsh refereed against Wellington Lions, <laughs> especially that match against Canterbury, where he played an extra fifteen minutes. To let Ben Blair score in the corner. Yeah, not that I'm holding on to that. Yeah, that's very Bill yeah. Adlamish, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, well done. And Elliot Dixon never did score that try. No, either. he did not. No, he did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Top man, no, Gary. All right, I'll, I'll let you go. Cheers, mate. Uh, Gary showing that we just hold on to things for life, don't we? I absolutely love that scandal. Good stuff. And um, someone's just said on the Len Bias which someone rang up about, um, which I'd never heard of. There's a 30 for 30 doco, and it's called Without Bias. And apparently it is absolutely brilliant. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back. Don't forget to call 0800 150 811 Sporting Scandal. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Yes, Kempi, it was. Uh, we go to Darren and Aussie. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Good, buddy. I'll see if you can pick who I'm talking about, but I never knew this substance ever existed until I heard the word Meldonian. Or Meldonium. Mel- that, uh, oh. that does ring a bell. And, and I'm try. Is it uh, Maria Sharapova? That's it. That's it. Because she, she had genetic disposition to have strokes or something, is what she claimed, wasn't oh. it? Oh. We all, knew, we all knew it was rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other one is, um, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard this from a few people. And being, I'm asthmatic. Apparently, everyone at the Tour de France is asthmatic. Yes, hundred percent. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Froome, definitely asthmatic. Chris Froome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they say that you know it opens up the airways and they take it anyway, and I'm like, well, that's not right. Yeah. You know, I only take it because I'm trying to breathe. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should go on the Tour de France. You never know. It might be your secret calling. Uh, no, I'm, I'm more of a mountain biker. It's too boring riding on the road. There you go. So, plus, cars, I don't trust them. No. I don't, I don't trust them when I'm in a car, let alone on a bike. <laughs> so, but um, i got a real quick one for you, Staffy. First time that I ever came in, I was seven years old, and I had a, had a taste of sort of cheating in sport. Yeah. I was at the Johnsonville... Cubs group, yeah. and they got given us this little timber car that we had to sand, and it couldn't be it had to be a certain weight. And my dad and I spent weeks on it, got it perfect, like within you know grams of what it should be, and so proud of it. And everyone just cheated. We came dead last. Like everyone just you know made them lighter, heavier, just no no rules at all. And I remember I was just devastated. <laughs> that was that was my first taste. At and the since you've bloody Cubs club. since you've been seven, you've been honest as the day is long. Well, I try to. Yeah, good know. man. Good man. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Derek. Yeah. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, Maria Sharapova.
Fine Cotton. He's come through. He's stopped driving. Clado, fill me in. Good afternoon, Steph. Yeah, it was an absolute circus, a fine cotton scandal. And even though you think it was only a few years ago, I think it was around 1984, 1983. Yeah. So it's been a while since you tried anything like that. But there was a bit of a syndicate of guys, Hayden Haitana, the Kiwi, he was a trainer. And they thought they'd um, pull off this betting sting because fine cotton, he was pretty ordinary sort of racehorse. So they got this other chestnut, or swallowing cotton being a chestnut, they got another chestnut that could gallop. They said, right, we'll set this up, we'll take this horse to Eagle Farm in a few weeks, and we'll have a betting plunge. And um, I think it was only about three or four days, two or three days, three or four days out from the race. Yeah. The horse they had for the ring-in went sore. <laughs> so they, they couldn't start it. So they go, oh, instead of pulling pin, they go, oh, we'll grab another horse. So they grabbed a horse called Bold Personality. I don't know why I can never forget his name, but he was a big, dark bay horse. Yeah. Um, fine cotton being a bit red with white white socks. Um, so Bold Personality, they, they decide they'll go ahead with this horse. So they, they realised the night before, they go, oh, look, you know, it's got no white feet. We're going to have to paint. We're going to have to paint its feet. <laughs> so they, they were going to peroxide it. And they, they, this was how good they were. They forgot. So they get to the racetrack on the, on the Wednesday. I think it was a midweek meeting. They get to the meet at the racetrack and they realise, oh, we haven't, we haven't peroxided his feet. Get some paint. <laughs> so they got some, some just basic household paint on it was, and they painted his, painted his like, socks. Um, so, of course, the horse was a 33 to 1 chance. They had a hot favourite in the race. His favourite was starting in the red. So they've backed this horse. They've come out of trees to back this horse, as they say. So it's open up about 30 to 1. It's come into favourite. <laughs> so, I mean, this is you love to see these plunges, you know, any time of the day. But when it's happening right before your eyes, I mean, you want to you get a bit of this and see what's happening. So, anyway, the horse goes around favourite. And the horse was originally uh, favourite. I think he got out to about 5 to 1. So he was second favourite. Well, they turn for home, and these two are having a ding-dong go all the way down the straight, and Bold Personality gets up and wins. But by this time, even the bookies out of state are going, hey, what's going on here? 33 of the $4, like, you know, what's going on here? By fine cotton, like a not very good horse. So the alarm bell's already in action. So And, and you, you were quite right. When the horse came back to scale, because all the sweat and... Galloping is just done. The paint started to run. <laughs> and a couple of the pundits who probably missed out on the plunge because it's only a roar if you're not in it, they were standing in the bedding ring yelling out, <laughs> ringing, ringing. So it was doomed to failure. And, gee, there were death threats afterwards. I think one or two blokes went missing. But old Hayden, I think he survived. And real, real strong racing family out of New Zealand. Pat Aitana, he was a really good jockey. So, uh. oh, what. What a what a shame! <laughs> and it went on and on. It was just, it was great theatre, but yeah, and it was a whole book. It was a full size book on the story, and I, I just couldn't put it down. It was just amazing. It was it was simple. It was too simple. It was fraught. Yeah, and I think I did read the book a while ago. The memory ain't what it used to be, but all the other stuff that went along with it, like yeah. what I've just told you, was bad enough. But all the other things going on as well. It was my God. It was just. Yeah, one of the well, suppose one of the infamous racing stories. It sure is. Thank goodness for the racing integrity unit, Clado.
too right, too right. Yeah, you wouldn't get away with it now. All the brands are checked, even around Australia. You need to go to Kilcoy, and they're all official TAB meetings, so it's all pretty fastidious, and you wouldn't get away with it now. You'd be a brave man to even consider it. Yeah, you would. You would. Good stuff. Thanks for calling, Clado. That's all right, Steph. Great show. And you're right about Lance Armstrong. The fact that you, you rode his journey with him to get back to where he got to, and your heart went out to him, and you're so proud of him, and you're so wrapped in everything he did, and then and then it just came crashing down, and, and just the lies and yeah. just the way you went about it and blaming everybody else. And, who, oh, I don't know, the bloke just gives me a beep. <laughs> beep, so, drink. So I'll save, I'll save you. Yeah, good on you, mate. Oh, Clado, yeah. uh, the great man, and you can hear him every Saturday on The Good Oil. He does a fantastic job doing our racing bits and bobs of a Saturday and other times as well. We'll take a break now. We will take a break. Someone texted through and said that day of golf that I mentioned right at the top of the show, Bob Charles won on the US Senior Tour. Greg Turner won the Italian Open. Michael Long won the West Australian Open. And Grant Waite won the Greater Greensboro Open. Did he? All on a different day. But anyway, I'm going to double check all that stuff. But yeah, there was a, there was a golden day of golf with 30 years to the day since New Zealand won the Eisenhower. Another fantastic day for golf in New Zealand. Uh, we'll have a break. We'll come back. Ripping text. I'll get to, I'm going to read them out after the news because there's so many good ones. I'll start on them now. Malice in the Palace, that was a sporting scandal, absolutely. Um, let's get back up to the top. Uh, the one that got me was Chris Cairns' Lou Vincent scandal. The, the, the cricket scandals were rife for a while, weren't they? Uh, another one for Malice in the Palace. Um, Staffy, this is a true story. A boxer named Antonio Margarito. I know what you're going to say. He was caught cheating because he had soaked his hand wraps in plaster and it was discovered after the fight. Yeah, a few boxers have been caught with when they wrap their hands and there's been some metal bits, not quite knuckle dusters, but um, yep, there's been that. Also some boxers with uh, liniment or peppermint oil on their on their gloves and then punch the opposition in the eyes and they can't see. Um, San Francisco and the extra day the OJ Simpson saga that made us forever beholden to the Kardashians and watching Jeff Wilson Goldie vomiting on the sideline in South Africa Kimberly what's in the oven today Kimberly what are you baking today Kimberly love to know love to know Uh, and how about the watering of the track before the Melbourne Cup for Maccabi Diva yes Jeff from Hamilton yes Jeff Oh, there's a heap. More after the news. Welcome to the afternoons, Captain K. Just banging my music taste. What is he, a day 
2-5 and he's got my music taste down pat. I think that's Boston. Is that Boston? I think that's Boston, more than a feeling. Tune. Uh, some great texts are coming on your scandals. Let's get through some. Uh, Jerry says, watch the 30, 30 for 30 on Len Bias. That's in my notebook to do. Then taking the, the one on the Hillsborough disaster. Seen that. Amazing. And then another one called The Two Escobars about Pablo, the Colombian football captain, Andreas. I've watched that one as well. Gripping viewing all three. Yep. So I've done two. Len Bias. That is on my that is on my radar. And I think the 30 for 30s are on YouTube as well now, not just on ESPN. Um, I series linked 30 for 30 on ESPN on my Skybox, and it filled up pretty quick because they have heaps. But good stuff. Uh, someone just texted in Wayne Barnes, exclamation marks. Is that you, Martin Devlin? <laughs> uh, Ryan Giggs and his brother's missus, traitor, you never walk alone. <laughs> that was scandalous. Uh, Wayne Carey as well did similar things. Um, arguably the greatest AFL player, AFL player ever um, did a similar thing. Uh, gutting for me way back was Ben Johnson and then more recently Lance Armstrong. That was dubbed the race of the century, wasn't it? Uh, ben, Arms- ben Johnson and Carl Lewis. And then Ben Johnson standing behind the blocks and then taking the crouch that the shoulders and the arms. I didn't even know what blood doping, EPO, steel. I didn't even know all that stuff was back then. I just looked at him and went, holy heck, he could be a Mr. Olympia. Um, ben Johnson. Uh, John Terry and Wayne... Can I say that? John Terry and Wayne Bridge, sleeping with your best mate's wife, no good, but that's Chelsea for you. <laughs> Another one, uh, Ben Johnson, he had more roids than blood in his system. Another one from Alice in the Palace. People are loving that. The Panthers winning the Premiership this weekend. Not sure how it was cheating exactly, but up para, so it had to be. (laughs) Uh, Melbourne Storm and their salary caps. Good shout. Cronulla and their doping scandal. Those weren't long ago. Both of those. Both of those. A cracker. Well, this one looks like a long one. Let's have a look. A cracker slash shocker from the NHL in 2004. Steve Moore from the Colorado Avalanche had hit Vancouver Canucks captain Marcus Nasland in the head with a body check. There was no penalty called. Five days later, they played again. Canucks forward Tom, sorry, Todd Batuzzi hunted Moore around the ice and eventually hit him with a punch from behind and knocked him out straight away and his head hit the ice. It ended Moore's professional career, and Batuzzi carried the stigma with him for the rest of his, of his career. It still partly fuels the Vancouver-Colorado rivalry to this day. Wow, that's 18 years ago. Good memory, Roy. Good memory. Batuzzi. I, had, I haven't heard that story before. I haven't heard that story before. You're a big ice hockey fan, Sam. Have you heard that story before? I actually, I I had sort of um, heard it, but just went and read it in the break. Um, fascinating, yeah. It was um, all the comments on the YouTube video 
um, I don't really think Roy, if he's a Canucks fan, and uh, Patuzzi have a leg to stand on because they basically sucker punches him from behind. He hits the ice hard. He's out cold when he hits the ice yeah. and is going at pace. Just slides along the ice for a good 10 or 20 metres and all the players naturally congregate and jump on the guy who's hit him. So there's a big dog pile on the guy who's unconscious on the ice. Yeah. And you know it ended up that he broke like three vertebrae in his neck, um, never played hockey again. Um, Batuzzi went on and played another 10 seasons. Um, just yeah, and lawsuits and because people, as people rightly say, Steph, you do that outside of a hockey rink, you go to prison. Yeah. So the guy got criminally charged, um, didn't go to prison, but um, got heavily they you know, big million dollar settlement, multi million dollar settlement. Wow. Just yeah, that's why they need fighting in the NHL, mate. Yes. Get rid of the cheap shots. Get rid of them. Uh, Kimberly, let us know what's happening in the kitchen. A huge day of bolognese sauce making. So much so. I had to make it in the walk. Tomorrow is oven day. Bread will be the order of the day. I'm just planning the Bathurst menu too. Oh, Kimberly's just magnificent. Magnificent. Um, someone's texting. I don't know if I've told this story before, but the Ryan Tandy incident and his attempt to give a penalty away against North Queensland Cowboys. The fix unraveled. Uh, Mike, so the story goes, I was, actually, I was actually quite involved in that story at the time. And if I've told it and you've heard it before, apologies, I'll make it a little bit shorter than normal. Um, I was working at the TAB. We got a bet for $5,000. Now, um, yes, I got a bet. Oh, a bet came through for $5,000 on the first scoring play in that game. And our Tandy played for the Bulldogs from memory. They were taking on the Cowboys. And the bet came through for the first scoring play being a Queensland, North Queensland Cowboys penalty. Now, very, very rare is the first scoring play in a regular season game, a penalty. And I think it was priced $10, $8 to $10, first scoring play. $5,000 to win 50. And I thought, they've made a mistake. They probably want five. Maybe they want 50. So I accepted $50, not 5000 I accepted $50. And you just type in 50. I'll take 50. And the bet cancelled. You can see that it cancelled They, whoever was buying it, and I know exactly the TAB it was put in, and they cancelled it because I saw it came up cancelled. And then the 5,000 came on again. I gave it 50, and it cancelled. And then the 5,000 came on again. So I, while the bet was waiting to be accepted on my screen, I rang the TAB, and I said, is there someone trying to put $5,000 on? He goes, I'll just double. He said, I'll just ask her. And... That ring alarm bells, not sexist or anything, but it was just unusual that a woman would be putting $5,000 bet on a first scoring play, being North Queensland Cowboys penalty. And uh, he said, I'll just ask her, and he heard muffled voices, yep, that's what she wants. And I said, she can't have it, she can have 50. And because I just smelled a rat straight away. So I jumped on the phone to a mate of mine that worked for a bookmaker in Australia, and I said, are you seeing any action on first scoring play penalty, North Queensland Cowboys? And he goes, yeah, just now. Just now. It was three o'clock in the afternoon and the game was that night. Um, and uh, I said, so am I. And he said, let me make some calls. He made a couple more calls to a couple of other bookmakers in Australia, all the same thing. It bang on, three o'clock New Zealand, one o'clock Australia. Everyone got hit at the same time. So we took the option, I took the option offline. You couldn't bet on it. And we had a few customer complaints saying, I want to bet on first scoring play. Where is it? And I said, oh, technical issues. Um, technical issues. Uh, it won't be available. And then we watched. And we sort of worked out between New Zealand and Australia that there was about oh, $500 had gone on it. So just to win 
five grand total. And uh, so I sat down and watched the game. And bugger me. Ryan Tandy, right in front of the goalposts, made a tackle on a North Queensland Cowboy and just lay on him, lay on him, lay on him, lay on him, penalty. And I went, oh, you idiot. Idiot because they must have known we were onto them because we stopped taking bets and we took the option down. So they must have known that we were smelling rats. And um, Jonathan Thurston came up and we thought, oh, God, so he's going to do it. Uh, but there was a huge overlap out to the left. Thurston tapped it, passed it out wide, and they scored a try. So not only did we know that there was a fix-in, but we also knew it didn't come off. <laughs> and we also knew that North Queensland weren't in on it as well because they scored the try. So their bet lost. We knew what they were doing. And then mm, about an hour after the game, I got a phone call from the New South Wales police asking me, my information. And then they flew over to New Zealand, had a meeting with the New South Wales Police. Long story short, they were caught and they'd set it up that three o'clock New Zealand time, one o'clock Australia time, they had all of these people, this big network, going in and putting $5,000 on each, like spreading the risk. But we, we at the TAB, we would have held $500 on that type of betting option for a rugby league game. And here's one $5,000 bet. So, and it turned out that the person that was putting the bet on in Auckland was the sister of Ryan Tandy's flatmate. That's how it, that's how it came to pass. And I looked at the, the, you know, all the TABs and pub tabs, they've all got cameras in them. And uh, the woman was sort of mid-twenties with a baby in a pushchair, <laughs> putting $5,000 on first scoring play. That's scandalous. And like, I, you probably were suspicious too that, You'd put money on a pit, like they don't. No one takes two points. That's what I was saying in a game. Yeah, yeah, I saw you talking when I started it. Yeah, yeah. They, they just don't take a, a, a nah, um, penalty nah. early on so, in the but, game. But why would if Tandy knew, like was in on it and had set it all up? Why would he do it? Not guaranteed that they're going to take the point, the two points. You know what I mean? Like, well, you just raise the percentage chance. What they forgot to do was <clears throat> fan their defence. Because I think they were going to take it, but Thurston looked out left. There was no one defending out left, and he just hoofed a huge pass out left, and they scored. I'm going to go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. See if you can find it. And the unfortunate thing is he was arrested. He was convicted. He went to jail, got out of jail, and not long after died of a drug overdose. He just couldn't get over. He got into the wrong crowd, and it was awful. And, and it was his agent that masterminded it, or his manager or something like that, who was the brother of... Another player. Yeah, it was a horrible story. It was it was crazy story to go through. Anyway, quarter past one. Let's take a break. After this, we are going to go across the Tashman to Bruce Young. We talked to him about golf. He knows everything that's going on, and he particularly likes telling us about Australasian golfers. But let's zone in on the Kiwis. Uh, purple patch of form at the moment, and it's the 30-year anniversary of winning the Eisner. It must be something to do with biorhythms or star alignment or Jupiter being close to the planet, to Earth or something that makes New Zealand golf good. Bruce Young, golf commentator, after the break. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. 